Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Molly. Molly, I got a little songbird in my throat today. Ooh, a special treat. Well, I don't know that it's that much of a treat, but I really... I really have the urge to sing right now because the title of this podcast, Does It Cost More to Be a Woman, mm. sounds like a country song. Oh, it totally does. Does it not sound like the follow-up single to Did I Shave My Legs for This? You yes, remember that old one? I do. You know, like, oh, does it cost more to be a woman? You know? Yeah. And I think I think we are onto something there. Yeah? I think maybe we do the podcast, we learn about costs of being a man and a woman. Uh-huh. And I think the verses will just fall into place. Yeah, and then we can go straight to Nashville and make it make it big. Country gold. Yeah. Country because gold. You know, <laughs> you know how you said um it's a follow up did I shave my legs for this? Yeah. One thing that was really interesting when we started Googling and searching for does it cost more to be a woman? Shaving is an example that comes up a lot because it tends to be at the drugstore that many uh, things cost more for women than for men. Yeah, check this out. Uh, for instance, Barbasol. Barbasol Soothing Aloe Shave Cream for 11 ounces sells for a buck sixty-nine. Barbasol Pure Silk Shaving Cream for women at 9.5 ounces sells for $2.49. So how do you explain that, Barbasol? Barbasol said, get this. They said, well, you know, you ladies like to shave in the shower, so the product needs to be a rust-resistant aluminum bottle can, and we need more fragrance for you gals so you smell nice. Hence, you have to pay more for it. You pay more for less. Well, at least they gave a reason because a yeah. lot of these um, examples that start to come up and, you know, it just it keeps adding up. You'll find it starts with something simple like shaving cream. Mm -hmm. And I feel that a lot of women uh, maybe sort of have come to accept that they're going to have to pay more for the upkeep of all this. Yeah. As Dolly Parton says, it takes a lot to look this trashy. Um, 
But, you know, it just, it goes on from there to dry cleaning, to health insurance, etc. So we're going to go, we're going to tick through a few of the items that cost more. And sometimes the rep will come out and say like the Barbasol rep did. And, um, you know what, you shave in the shower. We've done our market research. So you need a, a rust resistant can. Sometimes but they have no idea yeah, why they're charging more. They, they offer some sketchy reasons, such as when Nivea told Consumer Reports that their body wash for women cost uh, two bucks more than their body wash for men because the women's product is made with, quote, skin sensation technology. Skin sensation technology. Are you saying you don't want that, Kristen? I'm saying I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm saying that's a bunch of horse hockey. No, it's soap. Yeah, and well, that's not like the thing. soap with like Intel chips crushed into it or something. But that would be a product that would hurt. That would be like the worst <laughs> exfoliant ever. But although I will say though, people who are saying, "Oh man, this is just going to be some griping about ladies paying more," no, we do have we do have some surprise results in there. So, and I think you know sometimes it does um, you know uh, pay to remember that we're making probably less overall compared to a man thanks to the gender wage gap. And when you've got less money in your pocket and then you got to go pay more for the same things, it's a little infuriating. Yeah. And we can all vote with our dollars and not support companies that charge more simply for lady business. So I think the, the easiest place to start really is in the bathroom with the, the upkeep. Because when it comes to personal care products, women are paying more just because we use more. Guys aren't buying nail polish. They're not buying uh, an exfoliant, an, a a moisturizing mask, moisturizer, toner, foundation, etc. We just buy more stuff at the drugstore. And typically, women's personal care products cost a little bit more, like we said with the examples of shaving cream and um, body wash. Right. And so, you know, they're saying that's a choice you can make. You can choose to wear nail polish. You can choose to wear a lot of makeup. You're going to have to pay for that choice. Oh, and let's not forget uh, tampons. <laughs> tampons? Yeah. Or menstrual cups. You know, we, we, we have specific personal care items that men simply biologically do not have to buy. Right. Um, and now let's look at hair salons. How many times have you driven down the road, Kristen, and you'll see the sign? I know I drive by one every day that says, uh, ladies cut 45, men's cut 25. Yeah, men's haircuts are almost always cheaper. I, I spend a, a stupid amount of money to get my hair cut. And, uh, you know, the, the this article we found justifies it in that a woman's hair is longer but points out that that really doesn't have much to do with the complexity of the haircut. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that I, I have long hair. You have pretty long hair. It doesn't mean that every time we go in, we're asking them to cut off like ten inches. Yeah, just a little trim. But they've and got us. They've got us in their pockets. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're kind of conditioned at this point to to pay to pay more. But here's where it starts to get a little weird. Okay, dry cleaners. Yes. They have done so many investigations of dry cleaners where the men will have some sort of $1.99 deal on the window for a men's shirt. And a woman's shirt, which is, you know, maybe no more fancier, is charged $5. Yeah, and there have even been some uh, lawsuits that have taken place because of this uh, dry cleaning uh, controversy. And this is referred to as gender pricing when men and women are charged different prices for the same service, such as, you know, like one, one example would be like ladies night at a bar. Women are drinking for, for a penny a drink or something, whereas guys have to pay full price. So it does go both ways, but it often comes up at the dry cleaners. Yeah, the dry cleaners it. is weird. And there's a really good analysis of this in Slate, uh, where you know, the, the guy, Stephen E. Landsberg basically writes, 
you know, economics wise, based on everything you learn in your economics class, either they're charging a higher price because women's clothing has a much higher cost just to clean or because they can make such a high profit margin off the woman. And and he's saying that really neither of these hold up because, you know, it's there are some more delicate fabrics that a lady might bring in, but those are typically going to be charged even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have something that's like a one-to-one ratio, it should take the same amount to clean. You know, it's not like these shirts that are costing more have any more intricate, like, you know, pleating or intricate fabric. They're saying, you know, a plain cotton shirt versus a plain cotton shirt, women are still getting overcharged. And uh, they're saying that it can't be, he's saying it can't be much about the profit margin because if it was, some dry cleaner would come out and just say, all women are $5 and they would rip off all those cleaners that are charging five twenty five, mm-hmm. but they don't do that. So why are they charging more? It, it, they can't find a reason. Well, it probably goes back to the whole drugstore thing. Like we are used to, or the haircut, I should say. That's a better example. We're used to paying probably 50 bucks more to get our hair chopped off mm-hmm. than men are. So when we go to the dry cleaners, we were just used to paying more for them to handle our our delicates, our silk blouses, Molly. Our silk blouses. And uh, and maybe, you know, they're saying maybe these guys have sticker shock and just don't wouldn't care enough to get dry cleaning at all if mm-hmm. they had to pay as much as women did. And I guess there are definitely weeks where I don't get things dry cleaned. But, you know, at some point you do. Yeah, and I wonder if this goes all into the, the personal care bucket, you know, how we're mm-hmm. spending be divided up into that lovely little pie chart of categories. Um, and just to get an idea of how differently we do spend our money, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, women will spend an average of $471 per year on personal care, while men only drop 193 bucks. So we definitely do buy into whatever standard it is, whether it's societal or our own personal standard of how to look, we will pay for it. But one very troubling example of gender pricing that was just outlawed mm-hmm. by Congress is with health insurance. With the new health care reform law, Congress said that it is no longer legal for health insurance companies to charge women more for coverage than for men. Because this has been a huge problem in uh, with health insurance for a long time where women will be charged more, um, their premiums will be higher than men, not necessarily because of the, you know, we, we're unhealthier. It basically being a woman is sort of considered a uh, pre-existing condition. Well, women, they say visit the doctor more until the age of 50 when things even out. They're sometimes saying that maternity care is included in that. Although having done a child-free podcast, we know that not every woman wants maternity care as part of her, uh, health insurance coverage. Um, now we have to note that federal law already did prohibit companies with more than 15 employees from charging different premiums mm-hmm. for health insurance. So this was mainly something that fell on people who were trying to self-insure or who worked at really small companies because the larger your pool, uh, the more the cost can get spread around. So basically what was happening is women were paying higher costs in small pools because they couldn't spread that around. And what happened in Kentucky in the 1990s is that when they did try to spread those costs in a small pool, the men totally left the insurance market because uh, they said we're not paying for all these women's health insurance. Yeah. So um, that's why something like an individual mandate, which is in the current health care reform policy, is important because it does spread all those costs of being a woman around. But, uh, you know, and, and maybe you can say, yes, I do want maternity care. And yes, I do go to the doctor more than like my boyfriend. But when they look at some of these things like, 
women who don't smoke were paying more than men who do smoke. And smoking is a far bigger risk factor for disease that's going to need health insurance right. than a non-smoking female. And a 2008 analysis from the National Women's Law Center found that women were paying anywhere from 4% to 48% more than men. So that kind of, that kind of gender pricing, it's serious business. We're not talking about haircuts. This is... Healthcare is a much bigger deal than how I mean, much you're paying at your salon. You can gripe about the ladies' nights where we get in for free, but yeah. I think I'd rather pay $10 cover than uh, a really big insurance premium. Although, speaking of ladies' nights, some uh, counties have outlawed that it's on the basis of gender discrimination. I remember when I first started going to college, there were all sorts of lady deals, girls drinking for pennies, um, you know, free drinks before 10 for the women, stuff like that. No more. There are no, there are no, uh, women only drink specials in the county where my college is, which I'm trying to like cover it up for some reason. It sounds like, but it's not that hard to figure out. Now, speaking of drinking, Kristen, and I, I do have to say it's a little funny that like a county, I know health insurance is a very complicated thing, but it is kind of funny that a county can get rid of, um, ladies night discrepancies faster than our country can get rid of insurance discrepancies <laughs> between men and women. Just saying, Just don't want to get political. Um, but let's, let's turn to, uh, let's continue on booze mm-hmm. and, uh, we're going to kind of cover a little bit of territory we covered in our shopping difference podcast, mm-hmm. but we've got to look at, you know, if it does cost more to be a woman in terms of personal care, are we making that money up in other elements of our shopping? And mint.com had a really good breakdown of how men and women spend their money. Again, some of this we did on the shopping podcast, but I think it's kind of, you know, it shows that. You know, there, there are definitely places where we are hitting, hitting our wallets harder maybe than we should, or definitely than the men are. Yeah. And speaking of alcohol, this is a great example of how men absolutely spend more than women. Men's, and this is again, according to mint.com, men spend almost twice as much per year on alcohol than women. $552 versus $233. And now, maybe they're buying women drinks. Yeah, I was about to say, now cue the jokes of like, well, we don't have to spend as much if you ladies bought your own drinks, yoinks, you know. That's a whole version of the song. Yeah. The song that you're going to write that's eventually. The, that's, that's the bridge. The bridge about, yeah, you buy me a drink, but. But yeah, they're spending more on booze and uh, they're also spending more on food. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, Boys are spending $1,800 per year eating out, while women spend $1,145. And again, cue a joke about, well, we got to take you ladies out to dinner after we buy you a drink. And there's actually an article about how um, single people's spending compared to a married couple saving. And mm-hmm. one guy was quoted as saying, you know, when you're dating someone, you do feel that pressure to put all the money out to impress a lady of your choice. And then once you get married, you have, uh, you know, this valid reason of saying, Hey, I'm saving for a house. I'm saving for this and that, our future. And, uh, and once you get married, that spending d- dramatically increases. Yeah. Single women, si- single women definitely tend to spend a lot more than, uh, married women on, on personal care things because space, we gotta look, we gotta look good. We're out, we're out, you know, keeping our eyes open for, for a lovely, Man or lady. I don't know. That just, then it seems like all the married people are just letting themselves go. Yeah. That was probably kind of insulting to married people. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, married folks. Um, you know what I'm saying though. Here's an interesting fact that I would not have believed before we did the research for this podcast. Women spend, spend more on the lottery than men do. Yeah. That was kind of weird. 
And I don't know if it's just we're hoping to to make up that money we're not getting from the gender wage gap or from all the beauty products we're buying. But yeah, uh, women spend more by a percentage, fifty four percent to forty six percent on the on lotteries. Maybe that's location specific though, because that was based on the Texas lottery poll. You I'm know? sure it's somewhat. Because, I mean, Molly, this thrifty nickel does not gamble. I'm terrified of losing my money. <laughs> well, this article doesn't speak for everyone, Kristen. <laughs> I don't think everyone who listens has bought a lot of beauty products, so that part probably didn't ring true to them either. That's true. Um, but yeah, you're pretty personally offended by this lottery accusation. No, not really offended. <laughs> just just a little mystified. But when we're talking about, to answer this question of whether or not it costs more to be a woman, you know, it might seem like the answer is yes, because all of these small items, like the personal care items, add up a lot at the drugstore register, what have you. But men tend to spend a lot more money on big ticket items. They might not be going out and buying as many clothes as we are, might not be getting expensive haircuts, etc. but they're spending a lot more on electronics and on cars. And that stuff really hits the wallet. And, you know, that starts early. Uh, I think one interesting way to kind of wrap this up is this article from The Times in the UK that looked at whether a son or a daughter was more expensive to raise. And they came to the conclusion that the son is more expensive because that gadget obsession starts so early. Mm-hmm. Um, raising sons, according to this article, costs 32,000 pounds through their school years, which is 7,000 more than girls for the same period of time. And one of the biggest discrepancies is in buying the boys like gadgets like computer game consoles, equipment for their hobbies. Um, that was almost 2,200 pounds compared to 1,600 pounds for the girls, and they would spend more, surprisingly, on the boys' school uniforms than on the girls, on the boys' extracurricular hobbies like football, bowling, um, after-school activities, sports equipment. Um, and and the girls did have uh, lots of charges for things like new shoes and accessories and toiletries, these same personal care items, but it just it didn't come anywhere close to the amount it would cost to raise a boy, giving him everything he wants. Obviously, you don't have to give your kid computer game consoles and uh, 1,400 pounds of new shoes, but there you go. And surprise, surprise fact of the day with all of this, while women might be spending more money, single women might be spending more money on clothing, which some surveys have found, men tend to spend more money on online dating. According to at least one study in Canada, for every woman using an online dating service, there are more than two men. And while some sites like OkCupid are free, not all of them are. And the total amount spent on online dating each year is 214 million bucks. And with, uh, with more dudes doing it, that means they're dropping more cash on it. So to wrap all of this up, does it cost more to be a woman? Might seem like it, but not necessarily. We just spend our money differently. That is not going to be a good end to your song, Kristen. Does it cost more to be a woman? Well, I just say it depends. <laughs> How about that? Okay, that's all right. Working on it. Yeah. Well, if, uh, if you'd like to contribute any verses to my song or, you know, volunteer to give me some, some voice coaching because I clearly need it, email us at momstuff at howstuffworks.com and let's read an email from there. I have one here from Desiree, and it is about our Vibrator podcast. And Desiree does a podcast herself. It is called Coming Together, and it's a sex podcast. So they probably took had a little bit of a spicier take 
on some vibrator stuff. But one thing we said in particular jumped out at her. Uh, we alleged that John Muir, the naturalist, uh, patented a vibrator. Mm-hmm. And she did a little more research and says that she could not find the patent number. And based on the evidence she has forwarded me of, of her research trail, it was definitely larger than ours. So let's put an asterisk by that fact and say that maybe that didn't happen. Well, again, if you've got anything to send our way, our email is momstuff at howstuffworks.com. We'd also love to see you over at Facebook. Like us, talk to us, comment. And you can follow us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast and read our blog during the week. It's Stuff Mom Never Told You, which you can find at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.